Hey, this is Dave Pryor. You're about to listen to an interview with Adam Weisbart on the Agile Virtual Summit. It's an online conference taking place June 1st through 5th. And if you need PDUs, SEUs, any kind of EUs, this is a great place to earn a whole bunch of them. You can get at least 25 just by attending this event. There's going to be a lot of amazing speakers there. You're going to hear all about that in the interview. And after that, Adam and I are going to talk about some of the challenges that we've both experienced in moving to an online format for the work that we do. So hopefully you'll pick up some new tips and tricks and things you can use to make your online collaborative experiences more valuable for you and the folks you're working with. That's it. Hope you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Dave Fryer, welcome to the Reluctant Agilist. Adam Weisbart is here. Adam, thank you for making time in your day. Thanks for having me. I, I got nowhere to go. It's good. Yeah, we're all stuck, but you're stuck. Literally, well, we're actually, we're both stuck on islands. It's true, but yours is a more picturesque island than mine. Yeah, I mean, mine is. Uh, it's got fewer people. I think it's roughly the same size as we discussed last time I was on the podcast. I think. Yeah. Um, so Adam is. Known for many things, he's a certified Scrum trainer, he's an Agile coach, he's created some really cool stuff like Build Your Own Scrum, he's got some interesting videos, and he's got Recess, and now he's expanding into something new. So we're going to talk about the new thing that Adam's working on, but um, how do you describe what you do? Because there's a lot of different areas that you're focused in, I mean, all around Agile, but how do you describe it to people? Um, I, I don't know that I found a good succinct way to, to do that. Um, I like helping teams and people connect and do good work together. And I seem to come up with a bunch of silly tools and such to do that. Yeah. I mean, you're very like entrepreneurial in that respect with all the different stuff. I mean, you've got the clothing and the cookies, you got a lot of stuff. It's true. And I have uh, a ridiculous amount of recess, which is my subscription box um, retrospective that shows up every month in the mail that is just sitting in a, a warehouse here on Vashon Island uh, because nobody is going to offices and or touching mail. So, uh, Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. You know, I came up with recesses of like, hey, I'm going to do this thing so we can offer it to people outside of the Agile world. It'll be like my fallback position from being an Agilist or a certified Scrum trainer because there's always teams working together. And then we <laughs> had this global <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> which I mean, really, if, if that's the worst that comes out of all this, um, uh, which is clearly not, unfortunately, uh, that'll be all right. So, um, you know. It'll hang out there until people are back. Uh, Maybe there's a way you can take the, the game pandemic and recess and put them together and have like team-based problem solving. It's like in uh, pandemic. Dave, Dave, yeah. too, too soon. Too no, soon. it's a game. You have not played <laughs> no, the game? No, I know the game. I know the game. I'm not playing the game uh, uh, for the rest of the year, I think. Oh, we're playing it every week to try to stop. <laughs> we're trying to fix it. That's like a family thing now. That's good. That's good. <laughs> If you're not familiar with Pandemic, it's a really fun board game that you play as a team instead of against each other. Um, but let's talk about the event. So you you had a thing you were working on for later, but due to unforeseen events, you've decided to change your timeline. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess maybe a little bit of a uh, backstory uh, for this. Um, uh, I, like you, I think, uh, discovered very quickly that um, I needed to make my in-person class which is a workshop that's experiential with no slides. It's all activity-based into um, something I could do virtually, which I've previously had virtually no interest in doing uh, since I like having everybody work in the same room. Uh, but 
because of the way the world is today, um, I had to figure out how to make my course uh, virtual. And I had to do that over a weekend because I was scheduled to teach a certified Scrum Master course uh, on the Monday and Tuesday when, when all this went down. And um, so I got a bunch of other certified scrum trainers and coaches together for a lean coffee um, using Zoom and Zoom breakout rooms and such. Uh, there were 30 of us. I put out a call to uh, an email list and uh, said, in an hour, I'm going to be in a Zoom uh, call. If anyone joins me to talk about uh, doing virtual training and coaching and such, uh, I'll hang out. If nobody shows up, which I kind of expected, uh, then I'll leave. And um, because I guess a bunch of scrum folks are generally prompt uh at at one o'clock when i had it scheduled for 30 people were there and we worked together uh, in a lean coffee for for two hours talking about how we could make our in-person experiences uh useful online and uh yeah it was really uh it was really exciting um and it was exciting because i think we were all freaking out about the state of the world and trying to make sense of it as i think everybody is doing and trying to figure out like, oh, how are we still going to um, help teams and individuals and such uh, have better experiences? Uh, and so it was really quite inspiring. And I had, had some plans for towards the end of the year to do a, an agile virtual summit, uh, like a, basically a conference that uh, anyone could, te- could uh, attend via their web browsers. And um, it was on my backlog, but quite a ways down there. And then realized, um, hey, if I got a lot of value out of this lean coffee that we ran for just two hours, um, Maybe folks that are stuck at home and unable to go to other conferences or events uh, because they're being canceled um, and still want to improve their craft and connect with people and learn uh, more things, uh, maybe this is a good time to do it. So uh, I I bumped up the schedule uh, and we're doing on uh, June 1st through 5th uh, this year as opposed to the end of the year when I was originally thinking of. Okay. So I want to ask you about that in a second, but before we go into that, I want to ask you about making a switch to virtual training. So there's I'm just curious to what your take on this is. I've noticed that there were some things that I thought were not going to work that have just gone awesome and stuff that I didn't realize was troublesome is like, uh, like a huge pain in the butt. Um, what have you, what surprised you about switching to a virtual environment for training? Uh, how many cats people have, uh, (laughs) I, I've had more cats show up in my my classes in the last few weeks than okay. I ever thought possible. Um, what has surprised me about it? What has surprised me is that the uh, the feedback I get after the course is uh, just as good, seemingly, as my in-person stuff. Um, honestly, I thought if I run these workshops and they are... Um, not a disaster, that will be an accomplishment. Like I'll go for not a disaster. And they turned out to be, uh, uh, I think especially with like Zoom breakout rooms, um, breaking people into small groups of four or five people, um, not quite as good, but pretty close to to being in person. Um, And so what I was surprised by, I I think, is the connection people were able to make and the conversations they were able to have. All the stuff that I really value in person that I think certainly is, is better in person, but is not bad, um, especially in the smaller breakout rooms. Um, so yeah, it's been really heartening to hear uh, how useful folks have, have found it. Um, something I wasn't surprised by, um, but has been a nice thing to like reinforce is like use uh, as few tools as possible. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a total geek and I like to think software will solve all my problems. Um, <laughs> but in this case, I think it just creates more, right? So limiting limiting your online collaboration to a couple tools is, um, I think, 
super helpful, especially in a workshop uh, setting because people are trying to remember how to use computers some, uh, from time to time. <laughs> okay. So I, um, I know that you're, you've got the background in improv and stuff. We've talked about that before, and I'm assuming there's a fair amount of that in your real life class. How is that stuff translated? Is that working in a virtual environment? Um, <laughs> I, I think the difference here is right. Is, uh, when you're teaching a virtual course, or if you were facilitating something with your team, you're missing the like instant feedback you could get from reading a room as to if the way you delivered something was useful or not. Um, so I miss that compared to the in-person stuff. It doesn't really happen when people are muted or when there's a slight delay, like that tiny bit of a delay, just an audio can make a difference. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I wish there was some way to make it better. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the things you've discovered that you have some magic trick you can tell me about. No, um, no, I, I had it done to me and it was, it was horrible. <laughs> you had what done to you? <laughs> so I went into a class. I took a class the other day and it started ah, out yes. with this. It, it ended up being mostly just these people running us through liberating structures exercises. But the first one was like this pairing thing where you were going to spend two minutes in a room with a stranger um, talking about a topic. And you were just like, like, like a breakout room, a Zoom yeah, breakout room. But you were just randomly pushed into a room. And so what was super weird was in a physical space, I can see all the other people. So I feel like I have right. the ability to at least some kind of, I don't know, mental idea of who they are before I go talk to them. But this was just like, you know, bam, here's this person, have a conversation. And it was so like such a cold start. I mean, that's an awkward moment for me anyway, if it's like a stranger yeah. that I just have to f find a way to converse with. Um, and for, as an introvert, it made that like, like nails on a chalkboard. I mean, it was just, it was so much more alienating than I would have felt it was if it was in a physical space. Cause you don't yeah. get body language. You don't get you, none of that. And if you're really doing the job, like you're looking at the camera not at the person. So you don't even get facial expression. Um, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I, I found it like, uh, you know, I'm an introvert as well. And, um, so I'm pretty exhausted after teaching or facilitating yeah. a thing anyway, but it's even more so when you're just staring at the glass of a lens. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think for, for anyone who's doing this, right, because lots of people in this situation, not just people teaching classes, but if you're a scrum master facilitating a retrospective or um, a conversation with your team or whatnot, um, what I found is you just have to like amp up your energy substantially more than you would if you were in person to try to like get it to get through the glass and interwebs uh, to that person. Yeah. Um, and so by the end of it, I'm just, um, I'm toast. Uh, and you don't get anything back to see like, oh, that worked. Like they, they have energy. You're the like, joke oh. Landed. You don't know if the joke landed or not because you can't see anyone and they're all muted. No, I, yeah, no idea. <laughs> and you don't have a studio audience. I guess maybe if I had like a laugh track, I could, right. I could clip. It would, it would pick the energy up or something. But um, it's kind of like, you know, those retrospectives where nobody talks except if you were doing it in a room by yourself at the bottom of the ocean. It is like that. <laughs> but there's no uh, SpongeBob. That's true. Yeah. Just, just Patrick. <laughs> um, I worked on my Patrick. So let's talk about the event. So this is going to be a live event, a conference and how's, what's the format? Like, how's it going to work? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's five days each day. Okay. We've got three speakers. Um, each session is roughly 45 minutes plus half an hour of Q and a either interspersed or at the end. Um, so this thing, um, is, 
uh, sort of like what we're talking about here, right? Um, unlike a, if I run a conference session uh, out in the real world with people around me uh, closer than, you know, six feet apart, um, uh, I would do a lot of workshop stuff and, and, and make it, you know, super interactive. Um, with a podcast or certainly a, like a virtual summit, um, it is more one way, but we're still going to have it, you know, interactive via questions that are uh, dispersed throughout the session. Um, so I'll be there to moderate um, all of the uh, conversations during or after. Um, and each one of the speakers will have, you know, roughly 45 minutes of, of content. Um, and we'll have three of those a day. Wow. Okay. And so what, what kind of people are going to be speaking at it? What kind of people? Um, <laughs> or do you want to, let me just say it differently. Do you want to offer some names that will entice folks to come and sign up for your event? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, there are uh, people who run the gamut. We have Agilists. We have some non-Agilists um, uh, like Amy Bertain and uh, Michelle Johnson will be talking about inclusivity um, and such within organizations and teams. Um, and so not from the agile world. So we've got some people from outside the agile world and a bunch of great agilists you probably already know and love, uh, folks like Jim Benson, Diana Larson, uh, Clinton Keith, Lisa Adkins, um, that guy from the bad scrum master video, uh, we'll be talking about retrospectives. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> me. Um, and a bunch of other, uh, uh, wonderful folks. So this is great. So how many, do you have limitations on how many people can attend? Like I always tell people that if they're going to go to a conference, I mean, you specifically are one of those people where I say like, if Adam's speaking, you have to go early because you're not going to get in the room. Um, is there limitations to that? Um, that is a good question that I don't have an answer to. Okay. But here's the thing. It'll be more than five people. Um <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, registering for the event is free. Uh, you get to watch all of these live from the comfort and safety of your own lockdown location, whether it's your home or your, uh, I don't know, basement of your home. Your van down everyone, by the river. Just, <laughs> your van down by the river. Um, and so I would just go and, and register now uh, uh, to get a spot. If for some reason we max out, uh, which I'm not expecting, but if we did, we sort of do first come, first serve basis here. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think we should be okay. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Because like um, one of the reasons I decided to do the summit now as opposed to uh, towards the end of the year is there will never be a time, I think, again, in, in our, our history where uh, so many people are available to go to a virtual summit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, but also the conditions that we're under, I would imagine that you know, people like Jim and Diana and, and, and Trisha, whoever, they're all going to be bringing some of that with them to their presentation. So I would expect that that flavor is going to be kind of intermingled with these conversations. So it's not just going to be like, here I am in front of 800 people or whatever, giving a big keynote. Certainly. Um, I think um, uh, even in Lisa's uh, abstract for her her talk, she, she references, if I'm remembering correctly. And if I'm not remembering correctly, uh, sorry, I misquoted you, Lisa, but I, I believe so. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, the, the main reason that I wanted to do this, uh, now is that when I got together with 30 folks on that lean coffee, um, by the end of that, I felt so much better, uh, and less isolated and less like detached from my, you know, sort of regular agile world of working with folks and such. Um, and so my, my hope is that if people attend, uh, this event, uh, they get some really good information from some really wonderful speakers, but also have 
you know, a little bit of a sense of community that we would have if, if we were able to go to say a scrum gathering or some such. Okay. Um, now you mentioned they can watch this for free, but you are taking donations and stuff like that, or there's some way they can offer remuneration of some kind. They can bring you a chicken or something. Oh yeah. Chickens are fine. We already have six here, um, at my place, you know, a uh, side note about chickens. My wife got chickens a while ago and, uh, cause we live sort of in a rural area out here on Bashan Island. And, um, I have made fun of her for probably the last year about the fact that, um, she bought chickens. You got to build a coop for them. You have to pay for all this food for them. And then you got to like deal with cleaning out their, you know, uh, coop and stuff. And Chicken my the thing I've always been saying to her, yeah, I've always been saying to her, you know, Aaron, it turns out you can just buy those from the supermarket. Like we can just buy eggs. Well, it turns out not so much. <laughs> it's pretty hard to buy. It's try, hard to buy eggs right now. So we get like four or five eggs a day now. And my, my, la- my wife is laughing pretty much every time she goes to the coop now because I give her so much trouble. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we can buy these now. Can we add them? I'm like, oh yeah. Right. Good, good job on eggs. <laughs> you can sell them. Um, so uh, the conference is, uh, the, the, the summit is free. Uh, if people would like to get some bonus content, uh, of which there'll, there'll be a bunch, which will be enumerated out there on, on the site, um, or if they would like to get forever replays, or if you're just not like able to attend um, one of the days, since we have so many great speakers across those five days, uh, you can get a VIP pass, which will give you access to all of this stuff even after the summit, along with the bonus material um, and uh, all that good stuff. So yes, there is a way that people, if they wanted to, uh, could spend money. And there is more importantly, a way that people can just uh, attend for free and get some really wonderful content from some amazing speakers. Cool. All right. And so I, one of the things that I do want to point out is that for folks that are accustomed to attending some of the conferences, like the Scrum Gathering's already been canceled. Um, I don't believe the Agile Conference has been canceled yet. It might be by the time this podcast airs. Um, but those things, they're not cheap to go to. I mean, they're, they're pretty expensive. And you, you've got the same level of speakers, the same quality of content and you're offering just offering it to people. Everybody's just contributing. So, um, if you have an opportunity to support this in some way, it would be um, a very good thing to do. I think for folks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, if you are part of like a meetup that you go to regularly, that it's not meeting now, this would be a great thing to share with folks. Um, you could have your meetup group all go to the same uh, sessions and talk about them afterwards. For example. Um, yeah. Cool. Same, same great speakers, different virtual space. <laughs> so if they want to learn more about the event, where should they go? They should go to agilevirtualsummit.com. Okay. Um, and and what, what about the other stuff that you're doing? If they want to learn more about you or about, and we talked about all the different things that you have to offer. Um, they want to contact you about finding a way of taking recess and pandemic and turning it into a brand new game. <laughs> I think you've got dibs on that. Uh, I'm not letting like, it go. Yeah. It's going to no, be a fair. thing. It could be. It could be. Um, <laughs> they can find out more about my work at uh, wisebart.com, which I'm sure you'll put in the show notes because yep. it's a little bulky to spell. Or if they specifically want to know about recess, especially when the world opens back up here again, uh, then go to recesskit.com. Um, there's probably other places on the interwebs with my stuff in it, but those are the two main spots. All right. Well, I'll make sure to include links to it. So June 1st to 5th, agilevirtualsummit.com. 
That is correct. Cool. All right, Adam, thank you very much. Thank and you. Good Thanks luck. for having me on. Thank you, you too. And, uh, and wash your hands. <laughs> and stay home. Stay home. Don't leave the house. 